Bellinghart and welcome to the Drink Less, Live Better podcast. This is the podcast that helps you to see that drinking less doesn't need to be stressful, lonely or boring. I'm your host, Sarah Williamson, and I decided to have a year alcohol-free as a little life experiment and haven't looked back. With my experience and training, I now help other women with their alcohol-free or drink-less adventures. I'm here to tell you that you can relax, connect and have fun without alcohol in your life. Join me here each week to find out how. If you listen to episode 6, you'd have heard me talk about how I stopped drinking without it feeling too difficult or miserable, and I told you some of the tools I used to get through the early days. Today, I'd like to tell you a story about how I came to be more aware of the way I used alcohol to either mask or deny my feelings. Have you ever heard of the acronym HALT? Apart from the word itself meaning stop, the acronym stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and can be used as a mindset tool in a wide variety of situations, not least those involving eating and drinking. The model was originally developed to help people in recovery see when they might be vulnerable to returning to old habits. How do you feel right now? Can you stop for a moment and really recognise where you are emotionally? Do you feel great? Do you feel okay? Or do you feel not so good? If you aren't feeling your greatest, taking a moment to halt is one of the best things you can do for your overall mental and physical health. Here is how I used this tool when I was first alcohol-free. The moments in my life when I was most likely to reach for a drink at home was sometime after 6pm, when the day felt like it was about to change gear, out of work mode and into either cooking time, family time, relaxation time or perhaps socialising. Let's consider hunger. At 5pm, when I was standing in the kitchen, thinking about cooking, it was all too easy to reach for something to eat quickly, which was generally unhealthy. But what I really needed at that time was a large glass of water. I made a conscious effort to switch my afternoon snacking habit to make sure I always had a good snack and drink at about 4pm in the afternoon instead of waiting until I was ravenous and therefore more likely to want to press the self-destruct button and pour myself a glass of wine. I often mistook hunger for thirst and used wine as a thirst quencher. We all know that that's a ridiculous idea. And what about anger? Maybe it's simpler to describe anger as feeling general negative emotions. We aren't always able to think rationally when we're in a negative mindset. It's important to notice your feelings and try to establish why you are feeling the way you do. Will you feel better if you address the feeling head on? What has brought you to this feeling? Is this feeling likely to last a long time or can you start to think of a positive solution now? Alcohol might temporarily numb the feeling of anger, but it certainly won't relieve the cause of the anger. What about loneliness? We all experience loneliness at times in our lives, even when people surround us in a busy family. 
we may not be actively interacting with them. What's more, with all of our modern technology, many of us are plugged in electronically, but not connected emotionally. I used to stand gazing into the fridge, wondering what I was looking for, and it took me a long time to come to realise that over the years I'd taken to phoning my friends less. Before we had kids, we used to speak on the phone every week or so, and somehow life had got in the way of that lovely practice and had been replaced by text and WhatsApp. I've reintroduced the practice of phoning my friends and feel much more connected and less lonely. A glass of wine won't ever fix lonely. And finally, tiredness, or perhaps it's exhaustion, or maybe a feeling of overwhelm. I used to get to 5pm and think that it was now time to turn off. I didn't have a strategy that allowed me to happily change pace and a glass of wine or G&T in my hand felt like a little pick-me-up or treat to see me through a task that didn't fill me with all of the joy in the world, i.e. cooking dinner. I looked for new ways to treat myself at this time, a quick 10-minute walk around the block to reinvigorate myself, a 5-minute guided meditation to calm myself, a few yoga stretches to remove tension from my body. These were all strategies that worked brilliantly. I kept a list of ideas in the back of my diary so I didn't have to think of them. I could just open the page and pick something. When you are already tired, it's difficult to come up with new strategies to cope, so always be prepared. A drink never did help me feel less tired, it just helped to mask the feeling of overwhelm. How can you start to remove the overwhelm from your life so you don't arrive at 5pm feeling like a drink is the only option? Some of the emotions I've talked about today felt horrible when I first started to identify them in myself. I didn't want to admit that I was lonely. I've got a lovely family living in the same house as me and I've got fabulous friends who are around the corner or on the end of the phone. I have a post-it note with Holt written on it inside the cupboard where I used to keep my gin. The note is still there and the gin has been replaced with alcohol-free gin, fancy tonics and other delicious alcohol-free drinks. I leave the note there as a little celebration for myself that the tool of alcohol is no longer needed to cope with any of my emotions. Designing a life you don't need alcohol to escape from is part of the key and making sure I had a range of mind, body and soul nourishing tools to use to make that life a reality is something that has brought me joy and peace of mind over the last 18 months. I must make a special mention of Simone in Australia who has inspired this recording. Thank you, darling heart. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please listen in again next time. You can sign up to my five-day Drink Less experiment and find out about working with me one-to-one at drinklesslivebetter.com. It would make me happier than a Buddhist monk if you would please subscribe, five-star review and comment on my podcast on whatever platform you listen. Imagine it like the tasting notes on the finest wine I am never going to drink. Thank you. And P.S. I believe in you.